Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're continuing on with our wonderful uh, fun series, at least I think it's wonderful and fun, uh, The Love of Acting, with a wonderful and fun actress, Mara Moridi. You've seen Mara on Parks and Rec, you've seen her in a bunch of other places. We're going to talk about all of that. Welcome to the program, Mara. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's it's my pleasure. And um, thank you for coming on. I know that you know many people love your character on Parks and Rec. Um, Parks and Rec is on my list. Uh, I, I know the show. I know there are a ton of people on it. I know I'm going to like it. And I haven't pulled the trigger yet because I know that once I start watching, I'm not going to be able to stop. And because of my own show, because of all the other responsibilities, I know that I may not have enough time to properly dedicate to <laughs> Parks and Rec. So I'm waiting until I have an opening where I can actually fit it in because I know I'll binge it. Yes, treat yourself. Just watch, you know, you can just watch an episode a night or something as you're going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to work for me. I know myself all too well. Um, I, I I just know some of the shows that came out, like I was, uh, The Boys was the last one that I, that I finished binging. I, I make a pact with myself that I will only watch one episode per day and it never works. It's so hard. I know. It's, it's just, it's too good. And I'm interested in what happens next. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it's only a few episodes left. I have to finish. I have to see what's happening. And then you just, you get stuck. And that's why I still haven't watched uh, Lost. I have not watched Sopranos. I have not watched, uh, what is the show? I have not watched Breaking Bad. I know I'm gonna get stuck for for a couple of months, and I just I can't I can't allow myself to do that right now. Oh, I get it, I get it. I've binged so much during this quarantine. So, <laughs> what what are you binging? Oh my gosh, what have I not binged? Um, well, some trashy TV that I would be embarrassed to tell you what it is, but mostly, I mean, just there's been so many great shows coming out. I mean, honestly. I always have Golden Girls on Hulu just on because yeah. it brings so much joy. So I've probably seen that like 8,000 times. Um, but new series, I'm so bad with this because literally I've watched so much and I just forget it as soon as I watch it. Uh, but, oh, I, this isn't a series, but I just watched um, My Teacher the Octopus. Have you seen that on Netflix? I have not. It is so good. You must watch it. It is so wonderful. Um, it's a documentary, but it's just so amazing. And I, I didn't know how smart octopus were. I will never eat an octopus again. It was amazing. So no more calamari for you? That's it? No, I'm, I've, I'm no more. Even though that's squid, but they're still really smart, too. Squid are really smart, so I don't know. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so... so. Well, I, I was just thinking that you know, in terms of uh, you know, smart animals, I don't think I eat any of the smart animals. Or, or uh, you know, there's definitely dolphin and other you know things that come to mind that I've never eaten, and I'm not planning on ever doing that. So, okay, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a great documentary. Um, have you have you watched uh, Emily in Paris? Uh, I know that uh, my wife and I just uh, you know absorbed. Uh that one. I just started it. I literally just saw the first episode and then I, I switched to the boys because I wanted to to watch the boys but it, it's really cute. I'll definitely go back to it. Yeah uh, it's 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 unexpected and uh, I've, I've heard from some people you know a, a lot of people love it. I, I, I loved it so did my wife. Uh, I've heard from some people that it's predictable. I haven't found it to be predictable. 
um, you know, the overall arc, you have an idea of where they're going, but you do that pretty much in most films and uh, and uh, and shows. Yeah. Uh, and there were plenty of moments that I did not expect, so I enjoyed it. That's great. Yeah, I've heard some good things. I have friends that watched it and really enjoyed it, so it's on my list. <laughs> and The Boys, you said you switched. Uh, how are you enjoying The Boys? So, yeah, I saw the first season, and now I'm in the second episode of the second season, and it's good. It's definitely an interesting show. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a chance to uh, I had a chance to interview uh, one of the actors uh, who was on both, uh, you know, uh, uh, first and second season. Uh, his name is Mishka um, Tibout Tibud Tibud uh, Tibu. Sorry, Mishka, if you're watching, my apologies. Mishka Tibu. He's a shockwave. Uh, so if you remember shockwave and the uh, and the raid between A Train and shockwave, that's that's Mishka. He's also. Yeah. Uh, Canadian. He's uh, he's in Toronto. My people. <laughs> yep. uh, I think the the whole show was uh, was shot in Toronto. Um, yeah. So yeah. lots lots of Canadian actors on that one as well. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love it even um, more if you hired me. But I love that. I love seeing Canadians work. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm um, I think third of the of the actors that I've interviewed on the show have been Canadians. So uh, I've noticed. Oh during this time and it's been five months actually today is the five month anniversary of my of my first show <clears throat> so welcome um and uh, i've noticed I, I was speaking to uh to a wonderful actress from vancouver um oh my goodness her name escapes me at the moment um magda apanovich uh and i was speaking to magda and then i i realized mid uh, midstream that i was that i said sorry now I have to be careful. I said sorry with the Canadian accent. I said sorry. I'm like, wait a second. I even I never even heard it myself as I was speaking. So now when people uh, I I've had people tell me generally that they think I'm from Canada, and now more and more just because I speak to so many Canadian actors, I'm starting to get into the uh, point where some of the words and the way that I pronounce them are sounding Canadian. Rubbing off on you. I love Canada. Um, it's great. It's I, I love Canada so much. I just, I can't do those winters again. That took the life out of me. I'm from Winnipeg, which is like right in the middle. So being from Chicago, you know the cold, but Winnipeg's even worse. Like yeah. we broke the record, negative 52. Colder, officially colder than the planet Mars. That's disgusting. It no is. one can live like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's some... I think there's actually there's some shows that are shot there or some uh, some um, uh, projects that are shot there. And I was talking, if I'm not mistaken, I was talking to one of my uh, you know friends uh, who's in Toronto, and he was offered uh, a project there. And he's like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to go there when the weather is starting to get colder uh, to to hard. shoot anything. Yeah, it's intense. I have PTSD from those winters, man. It's rough. <laughs> so now. I now Love it like 90 degrees in my house at all times. <laughs> so so you're you're in LA now, or is that where you're? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I still go back to Canada, but like I live in LA now. So. How long have you been in LA? Oh gosh, I came out when I was uh, 18. For so I went to York University for their theater program, and then from there, when I was 17, um, and then when I was 18, I came out for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Uh, yeah. that was a three-year program, and then stayed for work. So I've been here a minute. Nice. Yeah. So when you went back and you did uh, Shit's Creek, which was uh, shot in Canada, you went to Canada to shoot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really fun. 
I love Toronto. Toronto's just Toronto in the summer is just one of my favorite places. It's so fun and yeah. just a great energy and and that was such a fun show to to work on as well. So it was fun. It is. It's uh, again. I, I've seen you there. You know, like I've I've seen you in some other places. But uh, Shit's Creek again was one of those shows that many people didn't know about uh, outside of uh, outside of Canada. And then kind of it started, uh, you know, catching some things on streaming and on pop. And then all of a sudden it it blew up and uh, it deservedly so. I love that show. I I got my daughter hooked on it. So oh. I, I started watching it uh, first and then I you know told everybody to watch it immediately. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. So smart, yes. such great writing. What was your experience like? And how did you, uh, well, we'll get to the experience in a second, but how did you get on the show? Was it just a regular audition or? So uh, how funny. Did I had um, quite a few callbacks for the role of the mayor's wife on the show. Um, wow. And then ultimately they said at the time, like I looked a little too young um, to play his wife or, but I, the other woman is amazing too. I'm sure there are other reasons, but that's just, you know, you only get little tidbits that you hear yeah. as talent um, as feedback. But um, because of that, they actually didn't have me audition for the role at all. They just kind of gave it to me because I'd already come in quite a bit for the other role. Yeah. Um, and then it was intended to come back, but didn't end up making it in the, in the storyline. But it was, it was such a fun fun time. Um, I knew Anne, who plays the sister, um, she actually stayed with us in LA when, back when she, uh, before she got Schitt's Creek, way before, um, yeah. friends with my roommate at the time. So we all have a bunch of mutual friends. And then my friend lived with Dan Levy. And so I would see him a lot um, prior to the show as well. Yep. So, um, and then one of my best friends was writing on the show initially like it's just such a small small world it's so funny especially the canadian kind of teams which is yeah. awesome um and yeah that's how that came to be <laughs> that's nice um yeah the 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 actress whose name escapes me at the moment who played uh uh mayor's wife is wonderful just uh yes. such such a great uh quality of of being um being emotionally present and uh, humorous and very touching and deep all at the same time. I really enjoyed her performance. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, everyone yeah. on the show does a great job. They, they I do. know. Yeah. And they swept the Emmys. I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, it was no. but uh, that was that was very cool. Totally, that's great. So um, uh, when when you got uh, on set and you saw some of your know, your friends uh, and uh, and um, you know colleagues, uh, what was the most interesting part of that experience of of just shooting that uh, scene? Um, it was it was just everyone is so it was just such a fun time. You know, a lot of that particular um, episode, of my stuff was uh, on a green screen and it was like a long monologue. And I remember. They thought, because it was very, very long, and I came in and I memorized it all, and they all, everyone, Eugene Levy, Levy, everyone came up and, and did a like a standing ovation clapping after. They're like, we thought we'd have to cut after every line. We didn't think you'd memorize the whole thing. It's like, oh. yes, you're welcome. <laughs> um, that was really cute. Uh, everyone was just so lovely. I mean, Catherine O'Hara is so amazing. I didn't get a scene, you know, scene with her because she was just watching me through the TV, but mm -hmm. we got to do, you know, the re table read together. and just the chemistry and everyone's just so funny just a great experience 
Very cool. And how did that compare to your uh, Parks and Rec? I, you've been on six uh, episodes of Parks and Rec, so certainly yeah. spent quite a bit more time there. But in terms of, and I, I imagine it was a quite a quite a bigger set, uh, you know, with more people. But how yeah. did they compare energy-wise? Because you know, comedy, comedy, uh, yeah. similarity it's in different. Okay, because I got to come back so much with Parks and Rec, so I, I I did get to know you know the experience a lot more. Um, and, you know, in huge part, you know, to Amy Poehler, like she just makes it so fun. She is so generous. She's so kind. And that just permeates, you know, from the top down, like everyone is so happy to be there from makeup to wardrobe, the writers, like you feel everyone knows they're lucky to be there and is happy to be there that it just, nothing has really compared to that feeling uh, for me, because it's just such a great thing to be a part of. Everyone was so kind, you know, to, I was a recurring guest star and I got to come back and Chris Pratt, like Aziz, everyone's so friendly and welcoming you back. Jim O'Hare, like everyone's so nice that it just made it such a sparkly, magical, fun experience. Like I was just meant to do the one episode on that. And mm -hmm. when the initial audit, the initial audition was just, you know, all, all, all ethnicities, all hair color, like just porn star just guest star. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, I, I booked it. And when I came in, I remember the first take, like, I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm sitting beside Amy Poehler. It's my first take. Uh, and after my first take, she turns to me and she goes, you're really funny. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, and she's the one who wrote me back into the next episode, which she wrote and directed, which was a debate episode, which also won an Emmy. Um, and so, and then from there, the joke was, you know, we looked similarly and, and they kind of went with this running joke and, uh, which was so much fun. Yeah. Cause again, you, you never know how things are going to work out. And once you get on set, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's like in sports, right? Get to the playoffs and then anything can happen. Yeah. True. <laughs> very, very cool. How much improv, uh, was there on that set? Because again, Everybody kind of comes uh, through an improv uh, background. Um, I imagine there was an opportunity for you to play as well. Yeah, it's so fun. Actually, you never know what's going to make it like to the actual episode because you have this amazing script, which is already so funny. And you do a bunch of takes with that. And then they'll do a fun run where you get to improv. And then they'll have an, another one where the writers will throw suggestions out at you. So it's so much fun and they really allow you to, you know, embody the character and kind of go with it, which not, not certainly not every show does, which is a real treat. Um, so that was really fun. And yeah, you never know, like, is the improv going to make it in? Is the script going to make it in? Like what's going to be the final cut? So it's fun to kind of see what comes together. Very cool. And, um, you know, in terms of uh, kind of your improv training, have you, uh, um, I haven't, I haven't seen, uh, I, I guess I didn't look at, uh, at your resume close enough. Have you had improv training uh, before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in class since I was a kid back in Canada and definitely mm -hmm. there was improv there, but out here, you know, at the Academy, we had improv. Um, I also, I, I did a bit of groundlings. I did a bit of second city. I did a bit of, um, UCB. So kind mm -hmm. of, you know, just getting all your tools and, you know, I find it very fun. I don't know if I could um, like be on a team, like make it like a living, but I, mm -hmm. I enjoy it so much. And um, definitely UCB especially really helps with like your writing and just developing and it's very cerebral, which I really enjoyed. So, yeah. And have you found uh, that again, 
you know, when when you have training as as a writer, and comedy has its own, you know, its own rhythms and its own uh, kind of uh, symphony uh, to it. Uh, when you're doing the improv, have you found that that type of thinking kind of uh, gets in the way of you being fully present? Because that's what I found. Uh, I found that me as a writer, uh, when I would hear the the other person say something, I immediately it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you you can show. Is that uh, is that a dog or? Hey, hello, hello. Sorry, when she hears stuff at the door, I can't calm her down. So hopefully she'll be quiet. What's her name? Coconut. Coconut. Hello, coconut. <laughs> Cute. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I found uh, kind of you know I would hear something and then my brain immediately goes oh, like oh okay I know where to go with this I'm gonna say this and that's gonna be a setup and there's a hook and there's a punchline I'm good and then I had to train myself to throw all of that away and just be fully present and you know say the first thing that comes to mind yeah yeah it is scary but it definitely that muscle like you do learn so much from from doing it um but but yeah no I I, I found that challenging too for sure because I'm I'm such a a planner, you know, like I love to, you know, as far as, you know, getting ready for a role and learning the lines and everything. So improv definitely takes me out of that, which I think is a good thing, kind of like breaking up of that of that box, just so you have those those tools for when you do get to do improv, like on Parks and Rec or something fun. So So, uh, you mentioned that you're a planner and you're very analytical. What's what's your process as you're getting ready for that role? Yeah, so, you know, it for me, I like to, so at the academy, we had this one amazing teacher, and she's just like, you know, you write your backstory, you fill in all the blanks of this character, um, and when you're on a project that, like, allows you the time to kind of develop those things, especially theater and stuff like that, where you can really, TV obviously moves a bit faster, so you do everything you can to, to do those same things. Um, but I forgot, you know, I've done so much theater as well, like the luxury of a six week rehearsal. Oh, my gosh. You know, because you certainly don't get that in, in TV. But um, yeah, so I like to I, I write a lot. I need to visually see that. I need to visually see me writing the lines in my writing. That's really important to me. Um, and then it, it's a matter of also like, OK, well, why am I saying this? Why? Why am I saying this coming from, you know, having those. Um, important i'm blanking on the word right now <laughs> those important not reasons but um the inspiration of those that's not also yeah. the word i'm looking for but you know what i'm saying the inspiration of life and then um and then as far as if it's you know it's a lot of dialogue and stuff once i have the uh you know why i'm saying it the intention that's what i was looking for sorry the intention behind the lines then well, I will record the other lines too, just to like, so I can keep, I can be saying it and like, why am I saying it? I find I often, especially on projects that move really fast, I'm able to find nuances through kind of doing that myself because I don't get the luxury of rehearsing with another person, um, you know, because it's kind of just few takes and you're out sort of thing. So um, yeah, I would say that's, that's my process. I also, you know, try to research everything, like the name of the character, 
you know, where they're from, um, what they do, and kind of kind of go into a deep dive there. Because I think just the more information you have, you never know how it's going to play out. Yeah. Because yeah. again, our job is to react. So, uh, you know, the more you know about the character, the more you have a chance to embody them, the more you'll be affected by something that somebody throws at you that is because of something else that has nothing to do with the uh, with the script, but it's a part of the character's past that you can then be triggered by or, uh, you know, affected in a positive or negative way by. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that, that whole thing of just gathering all the information, doing all the research, learning all the stuff, and then once you're there, throwing it all away and seeing what, you know, you can, it's that sort of, concept you know which is hard sometimes but and i like uh, i like how again you, you're kind of uh allowing yourself to have the rehearsal time just by recording and and you know using that as the back and forth and the ability to uh, not just memorize the material but also you know have that uh have that repetition because we you know on screen you really almost never get rehearsal time uh and it's you know shot out of sequence and it's all sorts of uh things and you have to do take after take uh on tv you know two to five takes and then uh, move on because they have other things to do but yeah. it's uh it's it's good that you're you're allowing yourself that rehearsal time otherwise it's it's really difficult you know i i found that uh some actors that i speak to they're saying that really kind of their best take is their take three maybe four and sometimes you don't get that. So you really kind of have to come in ready and, and be uh, be prepared to go because you may only get two takes and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've been called the one take wonder, which I love. Because yeah. usually my first take is the best take for some reason in my experience. Not mm -hmm. always, but most of the time, which is funny. Um, and I think it's just kind of a thing like trust your intuition, just go with it. Don't think too much. You've done the work, just go. You know, but everyone's different. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that they they need the not that I don't need the warm up. I don't mean it like I'm great or anything. I just mean I happen to do a little better. I think when the pressure's on that first one, I don't know why. Um, which also, you know, the whole thing with like the self tapes and stuff now too. I feel like everyone has their strengths in different areas. Like some of my friends just love doing self tapes. I do not like it because I feel like I do really well in a room. I need to be there physically. And also one of my strengths is coming in with my choices. And then if they want it seen another way, I'm really able to flip, like turn on a dime sort of thing and do it a different way. But on a self tape, you don't get that opportunity. You know, it's so, and also you're playing director and editor and I don't know, am I choosing the take that they would choose or am I choosing the take because I'm being vain and I think I look better? You know, it's hard to, I find it more challenging. I'd much rather, even though you you spend more time because you're driving to the audition and whatever it is, I know with COVID, obviously this is, but I'd rather even a Zoom audition than a self-tape. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly understand that. And even with the Zoom audition, you know, my issue is, you know, I, I want to look into the eyes. I, I want to see what's happening. I want to be affected by it because that allows me to really get connected. And if I'm just in camera or I'm a little off camera, I'm still not focusing on you. You're in my periphery. Yeah. So I haven't figured out a really great way of doing that. If you know one, please share with me in the audience. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's a different thing. It's a different 
yeah, it's a different way of doing things and I just find it a little more challenging. I'd rather be in the room yeah, one day. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's changing, but I, I, I hear more and more that uh, it, it's going to be a lot more self-tapes regardless of COVID. There's going to be a lot more Zoom regardless of COVID. It's just because things are changing. So there's going to be a lot less in the room. Um, it's 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 an evolving world we have to we have to go with it oh, and, yeah 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 i mean i i noticed just this last year prior to covid how many more self tapes in l because usually all my self tapes were for new york and toronto and vancouver yeah. now i'm doing self tapes for la like that didn't happen before and then i think with covid now they're saying oh they don't have to spend the money to rent a space you know they can like there's a lot of efficiencies they don't yeah. the environment you don't have to drive and so i do think like the first round there's really going to be self-tapes and zooms going forward likely yeah and that's uh again being in a secondary market in chicago it's actually a little better because then we can send out self-tapes uh to oh, yeah for you guys for sure yeah, yeah. To, LA, to new york and then now everything is different but you know we'll, we'll see once that clears up uh knock on wood um so what what made you fall in love with acting? What was your, um, you know, that moment when you realized that, yep, this is mine? So, um, great question. I was four years old and I was watching Marilyn Monroe on television. My in, mom had some old movie on. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was okay. Seven Year Itch. And I, I just knew I wanted that. I wanted, where did she live? Los Angeles. Okay. What is this acting? This is what I want. And it literally never wavered from four on. And then when I was six, I, well, I, I just started begging my parents to move to Los Angeles. And, you know, my mom's a teacher, my dad's a pilot. They're like, what are you talking about? No. And then when I was six, I begged my mom to put me in acting class. And she's like, I don't even know what that is. So she had a big Shakespeare book and I just started memorizing out of there. And so she's like, okay, let me see what to do. And there was this, um, the Manitoba Theater for Young People was the first one. Um, and so then there was another theater exchange. And so I got to go to these different acting classes. And then, you know, as we got older, there was drama in school that was an elective and doing school plays and doing plays around the city. And I just fell more in love and more in love and more in love. And every, every single thing I did, like all my yearbook quotes in school were, as soon as I, as soon as I'm in school, I'm going to LA. Like everything was climbing up that mountain, getting that goal. Um, so it's all I've ever wanted to do. I just sort of felt like, oh, this is what my soul was put on earth to do sort of feeling, you know? Yeah. So. And how did you find that climb and that experience? Because LA is, uh, is a very interesting place and there are some things that work and uh, mostly they don't. You know, how have you found that throughout your career uh, progressing, you were able to stay on, uh, on track? Yeah, so I mean, it's a funny thing. It's everyone's path is so different. There is no formula. Um, you know, when I, when I have kids ask like, what do I need to do? And I just, you know, attack the industry from any way you can, whether that be, hopefully, definitely take classes. I would say that's number one. Um, and then now, you know, you're so lucky. I didn't have all of the, the social media and the YouTubes and stuff to showcase myself. And you have that opportunity now, create, write, do whatever you can to 
fulfill yourself and kind of get out there and um because it is it it's just changed so much i remember after i left the academy i was just like okay well got to get an agent and no one wanted me so just like spending so much money writing personalized letters with my headshots to these agents day after day and um doing these really terrible straight to video horror films that were the only things i could seem to book um and it was it was a hustle like i'm not gonna lie it was a lot of i did a lot of theater like i was still being fulfilled i was still getting to do what i loved which was the most important thing to me mm -hmm. but um kind of the thought of like oh i'm gonna get to la and just make it big was not really not that that was ever really exactly my thought process like i always just was like i just want to do this thing um yeah. But, you know, it's 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 a lot. It can be a big hustle. Yes, you can be the one you can win the lottery and get off the airplane. And they're like, we want you in this. But yeah. that's very unlikely. It's going to be a lot of work. And I, you know, over the years, seeing friends leave where it's just it's too much. And I totally get it. Um, but when there's nothing else you could even imagine doing that fulfills you like that, you just there's no other options. Yeah, and um, side to hustle as well. You know how how are you able to uh, to you know supplement uh, from the financial perspective? Because being a working actress is is not an easy gig unless you're a series regular. Yeah, yeah. Um, so up until I would say hmm, like five years ago, I had a thousand different side hustles. I was just constantly running mm -hmm. from thing to thing. Um, I've been, uh, you know, blessed in the last little bit that with with projects I've done and some of the writing and residual checks and stuff. Um, but you're always like, you know, I'm not at the point where like I'm like in the clear by any means. Like I'm like, I better book something soon or I don't know, because with quarantine and everything, you know, no one was planning for any of this. So with that, you're just sort of like, OK, well, what how, what would I you know, what could I do? And um but hopefully I book something soon, knock on wood. <laughs> Savings are running out. But uh, but at the same time, you know, I've, I'm writing a lot. I have a bunch of different writing partners. We're doing Zoom writing sessions that has taken up a lot of my quarantine, which I love. At least I feel like I'm being productive. I also have my own things that I'm working on. And and the few, you know, I, I have a great voiceover agent. So that's actually been booming animation. So I have been auditioning a lot for voiceovers, which has been so fun. The cartoons are so fun. Um, so, you know, just hustling. <laughs> yeah, because there's not one thing, right? Nobody is, is really just an actor anymore. You have to do voiceovers, you have to do commercials, you have to do, um, you know, sometimes uh, trade shows and all sorts of things just to uh, continue pursuing that dream because you've mentioned classes and everybody in LA, what I found, Chicago is a little different, but in LA, if you're not constantly training, you're looked down upon. Uh, and constant training means hundreds of dollars every month that you have to shell out. And you know, for those people who are not familiar with what co-stars uh, make, uh, you know, you do one or two co-stars a month, maybe. You know, you're you're basically not sure that you have enough uh, to pay for rent for everything else and to cover your training. So it's it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, have you found again you said that you're working you're writing a lot you're working on some of your own projects um are you creating a work that you're casting yourself in or are you creating oh, yeah. work okay i think everything everything but one project is stuff for me to be 
in front of the camera for <laughs> because I enjoy writing and knock on what I think I'm 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 good at it, but I love acting. So that 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 supplements that and at least I'm being creatively fulfilled, you know, through that channel as well. But um but I really, really enjoy acting is my favorite. And then writing I do love, but acting a little more. <laughs> right. So uh going back to the the side houses for a second, I always like hearing what was the kind of the weirdest you know uh acting side hustle you've ever had uh so i i uh russell i think the weirdest one so far has been russell um hornsby who uh was doing like singing santa and all sorts of uh different things i found that to be hilarious so what, what was yours so many things so I was there was one point where I did some trade shows. I did um there was uh I was like a lifeguard at this like um what are those things? The the slides, the water slides. Yep. I did uh oh my gosh, I didn't last long because I think I did one gig. But you know when the Ro McDonald's, those big this is when I was really young, those big I was grimace and the the, the outfit weighed more than me and oh I was like this is not for me so that I did not last long I was um lawyers do this continuing legal education I was a salesperson oh I was a salesperson for um the NRA I didn't even know what the NRA was um what? for people to renew their licenses I'm not into the NRA. I just made a lot of money in sales because I had a friendly voice and I would put on a Southern accent and everyone signed up with me. Um, oh gosh, which is terrible. I'm sad that I did that now, but I didn't know at the time. I was just like, oh money, okay, I need it. Uh, oh God, I know I've done other like strange things. Nothing like creepy, but just like weird. Um, oh God, I was did the door at nightclubs. This was before, um oh yeah i yeah i did door, the door at nightclubs which was awful because i had to be like a bulldog and i'm not a bulldog yeah. so i didn't do really well there um yeah i feel like there's more but i'm forgetting I, i've 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 pushed it away from <laughs> it was so traumatic wow that's that's i um I'm, I'm imagining you uh, being, you know, the person responsible for making sure that somebody does not get into the nightclub. That's uh, so hard that's for like, me. I felt so bad. And yeah. then I would have the promoters come out and like, you can't let this person in. They're not dressed appropriately. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, it's making me hate humans. You guys are being so mean. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, hard. Things that you can potentially use in your in your character uh, study later on. Later on, for sure. Or Listen, it's uh there's there's some I'm sure there's some uh interesting writing ideas for for some characters uh that they can come out of those. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got I've got some on those, yeah. <laughs> so um what again, is there a quote or uh, or you know, um some words that you live by? Hmm. I don't know about live by, but one of my teachers at the academy was always like, say what you mean, mean what you say. And mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always thinking of that when I'm writing out like, especially intentions for lines, like for my, for the work and stuff, um, which I found, which I find interesting. Um, and then, you know, I actually, so when I was 17, 
I met Vin Diesel in Toronto. He was shooting out there. And when I came to LA, he was like the only person I knew. And I want to say like mentored me, but like he taught me a lot of interesting things. And um, right. one was, you know, know what you like, know how people see you, know what you play. Like I, he's classically trained, but he's like, I look like this. I sound like this. Yeah. I can, once I've broken through that door, can play other things, but this is how I'm going to get in the door. Like yeah. Seth Green, who he was working with, he's like, he looks like this, he sounds like this, that's how he's going to get in. And eventually, you know, if he makes, you know, he obviously they both made it, but they can, you know, yeah. but no, because a lot of actors think, oh, I can just do everything. And the, yeah, okay, on stage, like in theater, maybe you can, but for the camera, people see you as one thing, not one thing per se, but a type and try to, I don't want to say sell your soul, like, and just, you know, do that, but, but know what you can do well and, mm -hmm. and, and really hone that in. And then hopefully you get to play juicier stuff later on or whatever, you know? Yeah. So um, I think that really helped me kind of navigate, especially at the beginning of things was like a smart bit of information. I think uh, Gerald Webb, uh, when I was talking to him uh, said, yeah, you, you understand your type because that's what you keep getting called for. Um, accept that that's your type and make sure that you maximize it, you know, own the box. Mm -hmm. And then you can, uh, you know, come out and do other things on top of that. But, you know, uh, it's in Gerald's case, they saw him as the cop and the, you know, uh, FBI agent. And that's what he was playing. Okay, great. You know, I'll start here and then I'll continue uh, climbing from there. Yeah, so, I this wonderful class um, out here where one of the first things they had us do is what you each at one at a time, one person would leave the room and the teacher would ask you, okay, what could you see that person playing? What do you see them as? And would see, say, okay, what other, what celebrities would, do they kind of remind you of? Mm -hmm. And it sounded, sounds like such a trite exercise, but everyone learned so much, like what people saw them as just that first impression and mm -hmm. you know, the likening to the celebrity kind of gave them an idea of maybe some things, they could would be going out for and it was very informative yeah so yeah. what uh, what have you found that is your type or how the industry sees you well especially when i was platinum it was a little more of like you know dumb blonde stripper with a heart of gold i could gone out for so many stripper boards <laughs> which i loved i thought it was especially you know brandy max is so close to my heart um but that's the character name on Parks and Rec, by the way, for anyone that's know. And, you know, so, and then as I've gone a little more natural, it's still the sexy, funny sort of area, which I still love. I still embrace that too. Um, you know, I'd love to, uh, since I am classically trained as well, break out a little bit and, and enjoy some other roles, which I have here and there, which has been really fun. But, um, but I love comedy. So for me, it's just, it's such a treat. You know, I get likened a lot to a young Betty White, which has been really wonderful because she's my right. idol. Yeah. I get young Molly Parton. Um, I get young Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I yeah. See it's been, um, which I, I love all of that. I'll take all of that. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. do you know the first thing that came to mind kind of uh, as, as I was uh, looking at you and it's, you know, different hair color, but there's just something in the energy that I find that's uh, that's similar. Um, you know, the her name escapes me right now. I don't know what's with the names at the moment, 
but uh, the actress uh, who played um, the main role in my big Greek, uh, fi- my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, Mia Bardalos. Yes. So She's Canada too. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Should we go to the same theater thing together? So I see. She's wonderful. She's hilarious, uh, and uh, I, I love uh, you know I love the work that she's done. Um, and there's something there. So that was my first impression, kind of like it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about that. So yeah. Oh well, that's a compliment. She's amazing. I also get Kristen Chenoweth a lot as well. But um, but all those, I mean, are amazing mm-hmm. people. So I'm very thankful. Yeah, these are, these are all great comps. So I, I would certainly uh, you know uh, enjoy them and be thankful that uh, you're you're likened uh, to them. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, it, people are worried about types, and uh, you know the more I talk to actors, the less uh, the less I even think about it. It's like okay, well that's how you see me. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, and again, not to say you can't do other things but if you keep hearing the same thing over and over again it's worth exploring that right. avenue to way in you know it's yeah you can't yeah. do too much about your looks you, you can yeah maybe lose gain weight you know for girls and stuff but you kind of have the face you have so it's like well how can i capitalize on this and then you know venture into other other things i want to do so yeah so we're playing with types uh what what do you see me at because this is the first time we've spoken so oh, if, if I get out of the room, what uh, what what type? You know, who do I remind you of in terms of celebrity? A scientist. Uh, a dentist. A scientist. A scientist. Okay. Yeah. Scientist. Um, I could see a teacher. Um, yeah, definitely something cerebral and professional, especially with the glasses and you know the way you're presented right now. I would definitely say you know young dad. Um, yeah, is that, is that on point? Yeah, um, I always kind of put myself into the category of the, you know, goofy uncle. Um, oh, I could totally see that. I love that. That's fun. It's, it's, it's more of my personality. Um, yeah. and then I get the, I get the more professional types and I get the lawyer, doctor, you know, <clears throat> uh, type of, uh, type of rep. And then some, some people kind of look at me and saying, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, there's something dark, right? So it looks like a friendly neighbor, but this is the kind of guy that's probably going to kill you at the end. So that's okay. Those are interesting. I'm like, that's weird, but okay, sure. Let's, I, let's do it. You know, I have a friend in Chicago. You actually remind me of, um, he works quite a bit as well, but you guys have a really similar type and he has that sort of thing too, where, you know, he's look, he's really friendly and really sweet, but there's something behind the eyes. You're like, I could see you playing like a villain or something, you know? So that's great. It's a good quality. Yeah. What's your friend's name? Maybe, uh, maybe I know. Cyrus Alexander. Hmm, I don't think I ran into, uh, into him, but I'll, I'll write that down. I'm going to look oh, it up. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So now, now I'm gonna check out the uh, the agent that he's with, and if oh, the yeah. agent, and if I apply to the same agent and they already told me that we have somebody in your type, I'll know why. You'll know why. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's um, so. A few more questions for you. Um, if you were, if you were to define yourself, right? Uh, we already know that you're more of an actor than a writer, but. If you had to describe yourself in three words, you know, what would those words be? Um, 
funny, mm -hmm. bubbly, yeah. positive. Those those all match uh, as far as you know my perception. So that's good. What are your words? What are my words? My words are inspirational. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna. I want to say quirky, but I'm not sure if I believe that myself. Um, so inspirational for sure. Um, fatherly. So there is that you know paternal because uh, I I really. I'm a really caring person, and I want um, I want to help, and uh, I, I get into that mode a lot. Of yeah. I just want to take care of people. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah, and uh, the third is uh, you know probably people are going to describe me as as driven because they see all the things that I do on a daily basis. So um, you know I get that a lot of like I can't believe you're doing this and this and this and this and this. So. Yeah. I, I'm driven, I think, would be a good one as well. So I, I, I want to use driven as one of mine too, because I feel like I'm very that's that's kind of my whole life. I'm such a Capricorn. I don't know if you know a lot anything about astrology, but it's all like a little, yeah, yeah. Up, up the mountain, the sea goat, always climbing. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a big part of me as well. But hmm. And now, finally, the last question for you: If you had a chance to go and talk to. Uh, you know, the young you who is about to move to LA um, mm. and you were able to give one piece of acting advice, what would that be? Oof, that is, that's an interesting question. Um, <sighs> huh. I think it's, you know, be, be open, which I think I was, you know, but, um, don't, you know, say yes to everything that feels safe, which I think I did. I had a lot of guardian angels working overtime because the things I got myself into, I should not be alive right now. Um, Thank God. I think, um, and just, I think a big one, which I probably could have done more, is stay true to yourself. I think there was a period of time where, you know, I just wanted to work. Just like me, like me, let me work. And this one agent in particular, oh, she's like, well, I came in and I was had long blonde hair. And she said, you know, you're not pretty enough for like model stuff. And you're not like quirky enough for the funny stuff, which is what you probably go out on. So I need you to cut your hair to here and dye it dark. And I did it. She didn't send me out on one audition. I was so depressed because I didn't feel like me. Like people look amazing yeah. in that haircut. I did not. It didn't feel like me. I didn't. I went against my intuition. I listened completely to someone else. Um, and I think it would just be trust in yourself. You know, there was a lot of like I was so obsessed with trying to be as like skinny as like the the girls that I saw or whatever that was. And and you know, just there's only one you. Just be you. And if I could have settled into that more, I think that would have been my big advice to younger me. You're making me rewrite the name of the episode. Initially, <laughs> it was going to be trust in yourself, and then it became just be you. Oh, I love it. Yay. <laughs> so it'll be just be you. Perfect. I love that. That's really nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mara, for coming on. I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, best of luck to you with all the stuff that you're writing for yourself. and. Uh, 
yeah, once once COVID ends, you know, knock on wood, or at least we return to uh, to some semblance of normal, uh, I hope uh, those roles start falling in. Thank you. Same to you. And if anyone wants to follow me, I'm at Popgloss on everything. P O P G L O S S. And absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. <laughs> yeah, right below. Absolutely. We're we're going to be posting that. So please uh, go open the descriptions and follow uh, Mara everywhere. Thank Perfect. You. Sure. And, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of The Love of Acting, um, where again we we kind of get an opportunity to do what we love doing, which is talking to people in the industry and asking them questions and seeing what life is truly like uh, in LA and all over the world for actors out there. So I hope you enjoyed. Uh, please uh, go and follow uh, Mara everywhere and we'll talk to you soon again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>